sort of loud verbal display challenging E.T. in general out oh, in the yeah. middle of nowhere? That's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really ticked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. He was a Louisiana man named Montaldo. Folks around called him Six Gun Joe. Worked with Icar, don't you know? Investigating UFOs. Out for a drive with a gal one night. They stopped to check out the reporting site. When an alien lit right there on the ground, he commenced to throw in his weight around. Now, old Six Gun didn't take too kindly to that kind of thing. Especially without Vaseline or anything like that, you know. Seriously. Well, Six Gun looked that critter right in the eye and said, Any last wish before you die? Yells. Reached for his gun, quick as a twitch, and said, Fill your claw, you son of a bitch. Now, a legend spread across the land about this pistol waving man. But if you're from space or from Earth below, you don't give no lip to Six Gun Joe. Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Oh, hello, everyone. That was very strange. I don't know what was going on with all of that, but how are y'all doing today? I hope everyone's having a great morning, great evening, great afternoon, wherever you are on a big, beautiful blue planet. Yes, I know the intro jumped in. What can I say? Oh, it's been a crazy week. All these things getting shot down. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, <laughs> what is it with this? Okay, so first off, we get this moron we call the president. You know, I was trying to stay on his side for a while, but really and truly, this guy seems every time I turn around, he seems to be doing something else stupid. So I'm listening to the news the other day, about three days back, and I'm hearing the the Secretary of Defense talk, and someone asked him, uh, is it a UFO? And he said, well, it could be an alien. And I mean, really, did you just say, did you just now say that this could be an alien? And then the number two guy said the same thing. Well, you know, it could be. We don't know. What's interesting about all of this is a couple of, about a year ago when uh, that asteroid was passing through our solar system that all the scientists kept saying they thought may have been an alien probe or something. There had been some stuff ejected off of it. There were six or seven things they had seen ejected now. In the beginning, they thought they were just rocks or something. And then I had seen some good pictures from some amateur astronomers. And, and one friend of mine who works up at the, I think it's a Kiawea, Kalawea volcano. 
Anyway, he sent them to me. They look like cylinders. So I found that interesting. Well, a couple of days ago, a friend of mine who's a Mountie, you know, he's a, uh, he works up in Canada. You know, he's, he's one of the Mounties up there. He sent me a picture of what looks to be a silverish gray cylinder. I would say maybe 70, 60, 70 feet long, um, 20 or 30 feet tall, 20 or 30 feet wide. I'm not sure what it was. He said that's what the government had shot down. Okay, so that that's interesting. Then another friend sends me a video, and then I see the same video on TikTok. Now, you got to remember, when you talk, start talking about videos, are they real or are they not? So this is a video of the F-22 shooting down the one, I believe, over uh, Lake Heron. So you see the ship, the, the airplane start to move upward, and then you see the missile come out, and then you see the missile start cruising. The missile's headed right for this thing, and then it looks like, it kind of looks like it glanced off of it. And the missile kept going. Well, that was weird enough. And then you see this thing burst into flames, moving off in a direction like some kind of weird cylinder shooting up into the sky. But if you look, if you look really close uh, to the right of video, there seems to be some type of craft coming out of the flame. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something that was ejected from the um, whatever we shot down. You know, Carol, I don't know. I mean, you, you can call them UFOs because they're unidentified flying objects, but you can't call them alien. I don't know. Um, I've, I've seen three different reports now. I've seen a couple of good videos that were sent to me by friends, and, and I've seen a couple of good pictures taken by either people in the military or people uh, that work for the law enforcement. It, it It's hard for me to say it's alien because it's such a delicate technology. I mean, whatever this was, we knocked out the sky with little or no effort. I mean, one little stinger missile, that's nothing. I mean, and, and it fell out the sky and it burst to flames. Now, was it these cylinders that they seen come off of this um, asteroid passing through two years ago? I don't know. It would be a bitch if this asteroid sent something to explore the planet because it didn't know what was on our planet. And the first thing it greets is a missile. <laughs> Just, well, you know, it's saying approach with caution is what it's saying. No, really, that's what it's saying. It's saying approach with caution. I mean, I mean, you just sent this thing here and uh, a missile popped, knocked it out the sky. I, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of strange in itself, but wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, is what we got out of that. But what's bothering me more than this, so the last three things we shot down immediately. I mean, immediately. We did, as soon as we seen them, boom, we shot them down. No questions asked. Somehow or another, here we are two or three days later, and some of them we still have not retrieved any data, and the government has not told us what they are. All the government told us was uh, they thought they were benign and they weren't Chinese. Okay. First of all, why are we shooting down benign things that we don't know what the hell they are? As far as we know, this thing could have been filled with some kind of bacteria or some type of of disease, you know, made COVID look like a thing, and we just shot it at the sky. We just don't. What bothers me is we let it. We let a, a balloon cross the whole country for a week, but these things we immediately shot out of the sky. Um, I mean, it was just like, you know, why? I would like some explanation to what they were, what they were going on, why we felt the need to shoot them down. I mean, we didn't feel the need to shoot down the the, the Chinese weather balloon. Yeah, so. Well, I said this in the beginning. You know, we had seen the Chinese weather balloon way over in Alaska. We could have shot it down anywhere. We could have shot it down in Montana. Jimmy, have you ever been to Montana? I have. 
there's lots and lots of places they could have shot it down over Montana. Yeah, Montana is a big empty state. I think I think the whole I think there's only five hundred thousand people that live in that state. Most of them live in cities. Well, there's some live out in the country, but most of them. We drove for hours, I mean literally hours and never seen even a restaurant. Not even a place to get gas. Oh yeah, they got signs up next gas station 160 miles. We could easily brought it down there. But we didn't. Why didn't we bring it down over Alaska? I mean, there it was. I mean, it was over Alaska. We could have easily shot it down, but we didn't shoot it down over Alaska. Okay, fine. We didn't do any of that. And then we, when it got over the East Coast, after it passed D.C., mind you, and crossed over three nuclear bases, okay, then we shoot it down. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this general going, well, we shot it down for a good transmit. My ass, it was transmitting the whole way. What? Where's this general in the Stone Age where he don't know that Chinese have missiles? I mean, uh, Chinese have satellites? And they're transmitting to the satellites, and satellites are beaming it back to them. We do it all the time. Stand-up shit. Humans. I should say humans. Uh, sorry. Regular citizens do it all the time. So what, you don't think the Chinese don't have this sophistication? Get the hell out of here. Every time they pass something of significance, it was beamed up to a satellite and then beamed down to China. So it didn't matter if we shot it down in South Carolina. We just shot it down to see what it had on board and what its capabilities could be. I mean, but honestly, we had no idea what this thing was. And we still don't know. I'm still waiting to hear about the Chinese stuff. So we got the Chinese stuff shot. And wait, there's been two things shot down in China that China said wasn't ours. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, Philip, to answer your question, that is part of what we were saying a couple of years ago. It did look like this, this, giant asteroid that all these scientists said they thought was some kind of alien probe coming through the solar system may have sent sent off some probes. We would have done it if we had a big thing going through. We do it now. We send off probes off of missions we have running. Yeah, we send three, three, yeah. Anytime we send something through the solar system, we they have altered, they have extra missions. They may be taking pictures of something or swinging around something to get a better view of something, releasing a package somewhere. We do that quite often. It's nothing. So I'm mean, thinking aliens would do it if they wanted to know it was here. Well, they were a good distance from us. I mean, it wasn't like, it didn't look like the type of craft that could just easily turn and come get in orbit. It might have been too big to get in orbit. It was damn big, whatever it was. And it was oddly shaped. And then it corrected its course once and slowed down and sped up twice. Mm, asteroids don't do that. No, not any that I've ever heard of. That is... That is something you're like, oh, really? How how that happened? It's just one of those things. Well, Phil, no, we're going to talk about the Philadelphia experience in the second hour. Oh, yeah, we're going to definitely get into that. You mean could have Tesla been or or his work been involved? Well, what do you think? Now, Tesla was involved in every great thing that ever came out of electricity for our country. He foreseen things far beyond. I mean, he was just way before his time. Uh, things he wanted to do, he could do today, but not back then. But he could do things like do unmetered electricity. But you know what? For some reason, they didn't want to give us free electricity. I, I never understood that. But yeah, you know. Well, when I was growing up, now this isn't true for a lot of kids today, but when I was growing up, a lot of the cities and states ran the electric companies. Today, they're run by private corporations. That's why we get screwed so bad. But uh, but back in the day, they weren't. Well, it was a way for the state to generate income. But what really came down to it is 
It was costing them more than they were making. If you live down here, uh, if you ran a company down here like that, I mean, Jesus, we have hurricanes every couple of years. And each state usually will see a hurricane a year of some sort, so they're going to see some kind of damage they have to fix. So it's easier just to give it out to another company and let them do it. But anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, so four shoot-downs altogether. One took a week to shoot it down. The other three were shot down almost immediately after seeing it. Oh, and then, so I seen Justin Trudeau there. there somebody sent me a video. He's like, I am Brad Baba. I'm the mafia guy. I have ordered this plane, this thing to be shot out of the sky. I'm thinking, dude, you don't have your own airplanes? Why you got to use ours? If you're that big and bad, shouldn't you shoot your own airplane to send it down? Why you have to use one of ours? No, it's part of the Norad group whoever said that. But Yeah, National Air Defense. That's it's. Well, Norad's a big group, and, and they handle a lot of stuff. No, just yesterday, or just today, um, Norad escorted, escorted um, three Russian bombers near Alaska and said, okay, it's time to turn around now unless you want us to shoot you down. Just to let you know we're paying attention, that's all. But obviously, when it comes to balloons, we're not paying attention. We're, com- we're idiots when it comes to balloons. The damn thing's floating all over the place. We have no idea. what The radar cross-section is virtually nothing. Maybe we're not looking for it. Maybe it's in the wrong thing. Well, most of our satellite satellites you're talking about are out about 60,000 miles. For most races, it's too far to reach. Now, China did get a missile that far out. Now, could they go out and destroy stuff? I mean, that's yet to be seen, but they are practicing on they China knows you want to take out the United States, you need to take out our satellites. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, we have Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He's on our side. Well, Elon can take out other people's satellites with his satellites. You know, no one ever stopped to think about this. Putin did, but no one else stopped to think about this. Um, Putin had said something about launching a nuclear missile, and Elon said, I'll just knock the warhead out of orbit or knock it out into space. I'll run one of my, my uh, whatchamacallit, satellites into it, which now he has 6,000 of them up there. He's got more satellites up there than Russia can put missiles in the air. And he told that to Putin. He said, you send them up, I'll knock them out the way or send them out into space where they can't do any harm. He said, I can build these satellites and put them in space much faster than you can build ballistic missiles. He said, in the end, I will win this space race. And he's right. He's already running a damn space. He's kicking everybody's ass. If you take everybody out there, everybody, including the private industry that's out there launching, he's, he's, he's launching three for everyone. It's just, it's sad. He is, he is a beast. When it comes to space, he's a beast. Well, Jimmy, I'm not a big fan of electric cars, are you? Well, they're not. They're not. Okay, real quick, because I don't want to get off track too far. So California wants to be all electric by 2030. California can't even get its electric grid, and they've said this before, fixed between before 2050 to handle the problems they have now. Yeah, you know how they have to do rolling brown and stuff just like New York does? Because they can't handle it. So what's going to happen when they add 15 million cars to it? Or 30 million cars. Yeah, come on. They don't have the ability to power 30 million cars. They'll have to build nuclear power plants to do that. That's the whole problem with electric cars. If you go all electric, because of all the cars out there, we don't have the ability to produce that much electricity in the United States combined. Nobody thought about that. Or no one thought about how much coal... We're going to have to use to make this electricity, which is going to pollute everything, or how much strip mining we got to do, or how much running around the countries we got to do across the seas. No one ever thought about any of that stuff. They are now, but you know, it's a little late. So, you know what do you mean? So, from the pictures I've seen, the, the ones I've been perfect to get my hands on 
it doesn't I don't want to say it looks alien. It looks it it looks like like a it looks like a probe we would build just well no we build them that big. I mean everybody thinks the rover's like this big. The rover's huge, people. It's it's like a F-150. It's not it's no. I think the one of them was tiny, but all the rest of them are like F-150s. They're not little bitty things, they're damn big ass rovers. Yeah. It's a uh Jimmy I think it's a 15 minutes later, Mars. Yes. So they're driving straight. It's cool. They can put the hammer down. Ooh, all I think they do five miles an hour or something, but they, they can cruise, ooh, you know, and then all of a sudden they gotta start making turns and they gotta pay attention to what they're doing. Well, they almost flipped it one time running up the side of a hill because they they forgot, you know, they turn, 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 and then they realize it's 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, and <laughs> they almost flipped it. Now they 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 fessed up to it. They did. So getting back to what we were talking about. You know, I've got quite a few friends in the space industry. I got a lot of people, friends in law enforcement. I mean, I've been doing radio now for 25 years. And over the years, not just in this, but in the two other fields I work with, I've made a lot, a lot, a lot of friends. And it's interesting to me some of the things I've run across or some of the things I've found. Um, there are some of just the, the general friends. I have made so many friends in the military, it's not even funny. And it's weird how it comes about. And a lot of times I'll meet somebody, a civilian that's in some type of science that's connected to something in the military. And then somehow I get to meet those people as well. Well, I've actually met some really, the only one I really haven't met that I want to meet is Elon Musk. And I haven't really started trying yet, but I will, um, <laughs> I will start a lot harder. Well, no, I mean, I, I've met a lot of other people. I've gotten to sit down in DC with some astronauts a couple of times and uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. And, uh, I've, I've had, I've had, got to have dinner with some of my heroes, which were some of the Apollo astronauts. Well, the first time I said astronauts, I was meaning shuttle astronauts. The second time were Apollo, Gemini, and Mercury. Okay. For the shuttle astronauts, for the ones of y'all who weren't in the, those programs, y'all are still badass for going to space, but it's not the same thing as being part of the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo program. It's just not. It was much more risky. There was a lot more going on. Uh, the stuff we used was pathetic. Uh, how we got back up and down the space is beyond me. Oh, we didn't go to space because of Vanderbilt. You know, I can't do it tonight, but in the near future, I'm going to do a show on why, how to prove that we went to the moon. Yes, I am. It's easy. Well, the easiest way, if you want to know the very easiest way, Russia and China, oh, well, I think Russia, China, there's six countries now that have filmed the rovers on the moon. Yeah, y'all forgot we left those big-ass rovers behind. We also left the landers behind. So you can see these things on the surface of the moon. Um, but more than that, think of it this way. I think there were 200,000 people in 64 countries that tracked the space station, the, the um, Apollo 11 from where it took off to where it landed and back. There's no way you're going to get all the people to lie. It's just impossible. It's just, it's, it's, it's impossible. You're not going to get on. Somebody's going to break for the money. Somebody's going to say, oh yeah, well, look, I know it's a lie based on this, that, or this. And they never have. Matter of fact, as far as I know, the only astronaut that said that they didn't go to the moon was Buzz Aldrin, and later he said he was just screwing with the um, with the guy. Yeah, well, no, he said it a couple of times. Yeah, he did. He said he, they never went to the moon. Yeah, he did. And Neil Armstrong said there were aliens on the moon. <laughs> Don't ask me, man. Well, I haven't been to the moon. How do I know? Well, it's the dark side of the moon we're talking about anyway. 
Well, as far as we know, anybody could be building a base on a dark side of the moon. We can't see it. It's tidal locked. I mean, you can only see one side of the moon. It never rotates. I guess we could get crazy and strap on some rockets to it and put it in a spin, but it sounds a little dangerous to me. Well, anybody who was advancing, like Elon Musk, the rate Elon's launching rockets, he could be sending stuff up constantly to the dark side of the moon. We wouldn't know what was going on. He could easily build a moon base up there in one day. Or I have come for my friends and the rest of you. Oh, I'm telling you, I've said this a million times. Elon Musk reminds me of Moonraker. If you have ever seen James Bond, the one that was Moonraker, uh, it just reminds me of that. The guy who built a per brought the perfect race to space and uh, built this thing and was going to wipe out everybody on Earth and come back and resettle. Well, Elon don't even have to do that. He's going to Mars. He said, screw y'all. You're going to have the planet. Yeah, he's going to Mars, which is where Van Braun wanted to go in the first damn place. Carol, it's hard for me to say that it doesn't feel like it. Well, let me let me rephrase it. If it's aliens, it's aliens with uh, technology more similar to ours. Yes. Anything that can be shot at the sky that easily is not what we would talk about when it comes to like some of the other alien races that they talk about. The other technology seems to be much more advanced than that. But it makes sense. I mean, so here's here's this giant, this giant probe going through our solar system, cruising along. It, it picked, and this is what's so odd about this. So it must have picked up something on our planet life, sort of adjusted its course a little bit and slowed down. And then it released those things, and then it sped up. Now we've been getting bombarded by these things now. Well, four of them have been shot down that we know of because there was one shot down in China. <clears throat> Might have been two. So they, I think they said there was either six or seven that they seen that had been launched. Is it real? I don't. I didn't. I don't. I mean, I've seen the images of it. I didn't actually see them being launched from the. Yeah, from the asteroid. I, I didn't see them being launched from the asteroid, but it could be. I mean, that asteroid Omarosa. What? How you, how you pronounce it? Anyway, it could have sent out probes. What these things that we're shooting now may be an alien probe. Uh, that's what they might be. And I and, and I just anytime I think about that, I think the first thing that they they find out about us is we're very aggressive. Only because, and you know what? We probably wouldn't have been that aggressive if China wouldn't have been floating balloons over our country. I mean, I have nothing against China. I got a lot of friends over there. We have a lot of listeners in China. I just don't want to see China and the United States get into a war. Yeah, China won't win. It won't be good for anybody. This is one of those wars that just, you know, there'll be couple of did really fast. If China was stupid enough to use a nuke, the United States would kill 500 million Chinese in one day. Everybody would just be stunned. Oh yeah, it'd be 500 million the first day, probably another 300 million the second day. Our populations would be about the same after that. <laughs> I'm not playing. That's how we would handle it. It's the only way we could handle it. No, they would have to launch a nuke first. Yeah. Same thing with Russia. If Russia's stupid enough to launch a nuke, well, actually, we won't even launch a nuke against Russia. That would probably be either the EU or the UK. It probably wouldn't be us. Yeah, we we would be there to defend them, but yeah, Taiwan's the only thing I see causing a real problem. You know, when I talk to people about the Ukraine, most of the people are like, the Ukraine, I thought that was over. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man, really? Because it's just how the news cycle is. Unfortunately, you know, so I was listening to a senator yesterday who came out. He went to a briefing on UFOs or YAPS. He came out of the briefing and he said, I got more questions. I got answers. He said, this is ridiculous. I'm getting told nothing. He said, it just, it's like psychobabble bullshit. 
what first off what does the government actually know i doubt they know that much i don't know how i don't see any alien race giving anybody on this planet advanced technology shit we're liable to use it against them what do you mean so wait what are you saying aliens prefer asians you said orientals asians orientals i don't know i don't want to get into the Just an idiot. Oh my God. I don't think they care. I think whatever, whenever they got here, whenever it was, whenever century, decade, millennial, whatever, whenever they were here or when they got here, I think they came looking for things that we don't quite understand yet. Well, think about it. We're we're shit sending shit into space every day. We're looking all over the place. We're out here. We brought every time we broadcast a TV signal. We're saying, hello, we're here. Now, that's changing as we go into digital mode, but eventually we won't be doing that anymore. We'll go dark, and that's what they think about other races. As they get into other technologies, they're no longer broadcasting radio waves. So there'll come a point where you might think they're dead when actually they're just using a more advanced technology, some type of light technology or something. We've we've had lasers hit the – sometimes we think they're from certain types of stars, but every now and then we got one, two lasers that hit the planet pretty regularly about every six months one hits it um and the guy says it feels like a data burst but whatever it is they can't make heads of sense of they don't know where it's coming from what it is how it's getting there well there's lots of this stuff that we're out there and now we've got now we got the commander in chief talking about aliens oh no now i heard gene pre today say no it's not aliens he said it's not aliens it's it's we don't know what it is but it's not aliens okay if you don't know what it is, how can you rule out aliens? It's like when they said it was it was benign and it wasn't Chinese. How the hell do you know that? You haven't recovered it yet. No, they don't. You mean Chinese got a big symbol on the side of whatever it is? I didn't see no big side, side, symbol on the side of that balloon. No, they don't do that. That's what your, your stuff you're out there. I don't know. And it bothers me that we've, we're shooting down stuff all over the place and nobody wants to talk about what it is. Well, I mean, come on, give us, give us something. You, I got friends. I'm literally, I'm not kidding about this. I have friends out there that are kind of panicking because they want to know what the hell's going on. They're, they're scared. You know, nobody's, they're not telling I mean, we had shit falling out the skies and we're not talking about it. And on top of that, we've got railroad trains blowing up and spread poison all over the place. And we're not talking about that either. I don't know what's going on in the country right now. It's kind of scary. Well, what was one of my conspiracy friends said, first he started with 9-11, then he did with COVID, and then he said the aliens will be the next conspiracy that hits us. I don't know. Yeah, I hope they're cute too, man. That's all I got to say. I hope they don't think Earth girls are easy. I'll be in for a surprise. (laughs) I couldn't resist. Um, I couldn't resist. Well, there's a lot of data out there. There's a lot of stuff we're going to be correlating going through, and we'll be doing updates on each show starting after this, but there's just not that much to update. I mean, there's there's only so much information you can get from all of this. There's only so many images you can get from all this, and a lot of them have been scrubbed already. Yeah, a lot of stuff that was available just a day ago or two days ago has been scrubbed off the Internet. Well, Google's famous for scrubbing everything. Um, no, Yahoo's not. Yeah, you can still find stuff on Yahoo you can't find on Google, but even they a lot of times give in. 
Uh, that's century one. Mm -hmm. Well, the second set of footage, and it has been floating around on TikTok. There's, a, I'm going to say allegedly, a video, even though I know where it came from. Allegedly, it's a video of the F-22 shooting down, I believe, the one over Lake Heron. Uh, and it's it's very hanky-wanky if you can find it. You know, if I was on the other computer, sure, I didn't think about putting it on this computer. It's on the other computer. But uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's hanky-wanky because it looks like, okay, so this is the... This is what it's shooting at, right? You see this missile coming up. <laughs> this is not accurate, by the way. It looks like it glances it and goes off like this. But when it does, this thing bursts into flames. I mean, it's just a big round ball of flame. Kind of looked like when the Challenger blew up, and it's just shooting up into the sky. And then off to the right, you see what looks like to be some other type of craft. I don't know what it is. I don't. I wish I knew. If I knew, we could we could talk about it, but I don't. Well, nobody's talking. I've called a lot of friends. I've called in a lot of people I know. Uh, and they're all, they're getting the same information we're getting. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, bullshit. You know, one of the people I worked with when I, I spent three weeks out at um, Skinwalker. This is back in the uh, late 70s. And um, even they're like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, these people have been connected in all of this for a long, long time. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait, what? What's going on? Why are we not, Why is no one talking about anything? It's almost it's almost like they don't know what it is. and they, they don't want to admit they don't know what it is. Of course, if they don't know what it is, then it's probably not human. Yeah, that, that's what worries me. I mean, you know, whether it's alien or not, somebody needs to fess up and say, hey, oh, this came from North Korea. This is what this is. This came from North Korea or this. What do you mean, India? They come from India. Oh, no, no speed, no Indian. <laughs> you dumbass. Um, no, India, like the country India, not Indians. Yeah. Well, they believed in aliens since they exist, their existence. Most of, most deep cultures, um, you'll find extraterrestrials in the culture itself. India definitely believed in it. China, it's all over in China's culture, but... A lot of these cultures try to shut it down. They don't want to talk about it. China's weird in a way that they let us into the country, okay, which they didn't have to do because we, we do have a lot of paranormal stuff on the network. And even though it's not exactly against the law there, they do kind of frown on it uh, in certain ways. So, you know, I, I met this, this young lady over there. Matter of fact, she was on the show not too long ago. Uh, she went to jail for writing paranormal novels. I was like, what? She said, yeah. So what did you do? Make China the enemy or something? Or did you have Godzilla coming over from Japan and squashing Beijing or something? She's like, no. And uh, so I got hold of one of her books and it was just paranormal. I mean, it wasn't anything that anybody in this country would even think anything about. Uh, it was just very weird that they did it. But, you know, every every country has their rules and the way they do things. And, you know, for a lot of people, if you, a lot of people, if you're having a bad time, you should get out the country if you can. Well, some countries you can't get out. If you mean Chinese, no, we have a lot of Chinese moved to the United States. I'm not exactly sure how their laws work when it comes to that. And we, I mean, from time to time, we have them that come here to college and uh, never leave and go back. Well, Xi Jinping did some school here. He did some, he did school in a couple of places, if I remember correctly. But he spent some time over here. I remember that. Well, best way to deal with your enemy is know your enemy. Mm, yes. 
And America's a weird place these days. We're we're more dangerous now than we usually are. Um, I don't know why they just unidentified. I don't know why they didn't use the yap instead of UFO. Um, I don't. I don't. You know. Well, that just means you're not, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena is what that means, and now that means unidentified flying. Yes, I, I don't. I don't know. The government just decided to go with that. Well, I guess in the beginning it was a way to put this down without anybody really knowing it was extraterrestrial related. Now it's too late for that because somebody leaked it, and once it was leaked, they just had to, yeah, you know, they just had to deal with it. I don't. We don't have anything to do with that. I mean, and if it's really extraterrestrials of any sort, then all I can tell you is the world. Russia's going to have to quit trying to kill Ukraine, and everybody's going to have to become happily friendly family again because i doubt any alien race that comes here is, is not already a united race so I, I would i would want to think and look it's a good possibility when that that solar when that uh when that asteroid came i mean when that um comet came through i'm sorry when that, that giant asteroid came through it may have sent probes here i mean obviously it was changing course and stuff and speeding up and slowing down well, at first they tried to say it was jets that caused it. You know, some weird jets went off, and then they realized, no, it wasn't. Uh, that that's when all the scientists started going, "Well, wait a minute now, this is this this is signs of intelligence." No, well, no, I don't think they thought anybody was on board. I think they just thought it was an automated craft, a big one, probably had probes on board. And anytime it detected life or, or something along those lines or a certain type of atmosphere, it probably sent probes to investigate, just like we would do. You know, it may have a destination that it's headed to, but along the way, it may be doing this along the way. Just like we would do. So what are these things that we've been shooting down? If they are probes, then what the hell? I mean, when are the aliens going to find out we shot them down? And what are they going to think when when they realize they were shot down? Hmm. Well, you, I mean, they can't get upset about it. I mean, you just sent something into our airspace without asking us. So you kind of asked for that. I mean, they might have thought we were less advanced than we are. Well, I would think personally... They would have thought we were less advanced than we are because we didn't go out to look. In other words, we have this giant thing passing through our solar system, which a bunch of scientists said, okay, it may be alien. We didn't even send a probe or a satellite. I mean, we didn't send anything. I would have thought we could have got something together real quick. I mean, Elon's got rockets all over the place. Unless we already knew what it was. And we didn't want to we didn't want to authenticate it any more than we already had. Because the government tried like hell to say no, 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 but the scientists wouldn't get off of it. No, there was a bunch and there's still a bunch of scientists that say they think it was it was a probe, not a not an asteroid. Well, I mean, if you wanted something that would be non-offensive, something that passed through solar systems, uh, that you wouldn't think about it, just another asteroid passing through, you know, you'd, you'd be fine. The only reason they even looked at this thing a second time, one, because it oddly shaped. That that shape just bothered them. But more, when it changed, if it slowed down, then it sped up, then it slowed down. And then it altered its course by, I think, two degrees, and then it sped up again. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry. And then they wanted to fight a fight about how many times they did it, but too many scientists had already had already ruled, uh, had spoke about what it had done. Well, no, the government tried to come in and change what had happened. And said, oh, no, it just sped up. And that was caused by ice melting faster. And all the scientists were like, 
shut them and sit down. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, that happens. I mean, in you know, it's a big universe. I think we're alone is just ignorance. Well, anytime I get any new pictures or any new information um, on these things that shot down, I'll share it with everybody. Well, so like I said earlier, the news cycle is so insane that, um, wait, sorry, something just went crazy here. Uh, ni hao. Uh, ni hao, yes. Um, well, go look it up. I would say something else, but it would probably get me in trouble, so I'm not going to. I only know like 10 Chinese words, and <laughs> two of them are curse words, one of them's F you. Uh, <laughs> well, you, 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 you never know, man. You never know. But um, yeah, but everything I got is on my other computer, and uh, because that's where I do most of my work from. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, I've heard about UFOs. But you know what? I've heard about UFOs over war zones for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, just something that's been going on. I remember... I was, God, this was in the 70s. I was just a puppy. Um, I don't know, I was like eight or nine or something, maybe 10. And I remember they had, um, the guys had been picked up in Pascagoula. The guys were abducted in Pascagoula. And the government was all like, oh, what the hell, what the hell? So the government went around releasing these pink and green and blue clouds to simulate UFOs to see if they could attract the UFOs. I'm not kidding you. This is actually true. And they did this for several weeks. Of course, I don't think it made any UFOs come out, but it was very, very, very strange to see the government react that way. And there's been other times I've seen the government react to this. But for some reason, the media, the cowardly media that they are, leaves it alone instead of jumping up and saying, what's going on, what's going on, what's on? Yeah. They, and they just, they're just cowards and they don't want to mess with it. We well, have some media that will. I mean, you know, One American News, places like that, sometimes Fox will. Sometimes Fox won't. Depends what it is. Oh, actually, we're gonna we'll talk about that on Friday. You talking about the the, the CDC direct? Yeah, we'll talk about that Friday. Now nah, we don't talk about it on this show. Just like Nikki Haley running for president. Yeah, we'll talk about all that on Friday. I like Nikki. I think she made a good president. I think it should be uh, DeSantos and Nikki. Yeah, you know the Florida governor and Nikki. I think they'd be they would wipe it out. Yeah, I think they would. But anyway, that's not tonight. Thought <laughs> uh, that is for um, that is for Friday night. Yeah, let me see if I can pull this up. Maybe let me transfer this from the other computer. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can remember how to do this. Uh, hmm. So anyway, guys, all this has been strange. We're getting ready to switch topics in a few minutes anyway, but, well, I haven't really seen anything except for what friends have sent me, except for that one on uh, TikTok that he had sent me a day earlier, and then it showed up in TikTok, which kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's... Uh... 
I don't. The government's acting weird about this. I don't know if it's the government, if it's Joe Biden. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. No, because it's it's it's. I don't know. It's jerky, quirky. Um, they're not wanting to talk about anything. And all you could get out of Jean the P the pre is oh it's not aliens, it's not aliens. It's, we're not even talking about anything else. And uh, she's such a bad speaker. Everybody was picking on her about it. So we know three more objects were shot down. You know, in over three days uh, after we shot down the balloon. And then the the White House put out a thing saying that they were benign and they weren't Chinese. Uh, but yet, uh, it, they also said that they had not recovered any of the any of the debris. So I'm like, what the hell? How can you say they're benign and they're not Chinese if you haven't even recovered the debris? Well, Friday, Chris, they shot the one over Friday, I believe. Let me think. Give me a second. It was somewhere, I know it was over Alaska. It was somewhere around 40,000 feet. So anything from 20 to 40, we're going to shoot down anyway because it's in aircraft airspace where our jets fly, you know, where our commercial airlines fly. That's a no-no. We're not going to leave anything up there because, you know, we don't want a bunch of, you know. In, in, granted, there's not as many people flying to Alaska, but there are other, there are people flying up there. There are people flying. The one they shot down over Lake Hammer, I think it was at 20,000, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they they confirmed it on Friday, and F twenty two firing that uh, I believe it's an Aram nine X or something like that missile took it down. One shot, one missile, and down it came. Yeah. So that that was probably yeah no and they, no they thought it was a Chinese spy balloon, but they didn't know. Yeah. And then the other one they think was definitely a Chinese spy balloon, the first one, but that's it. And then they shot one down Saturday over Canada. So, yeah, yes, Mr. Trudeau, as I call him, Mr. Pink Shorts, uh, went ahead and gave permission for that one. Uh, that was also an F-22. You notice they never used the F-35s or anything. It's always the F-22s or F-16s or F-18s. How sure them things even fly? I'm beginning to wonder, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's really expensive. Uh, let's see. Sunday over Lake Huron, um, there was one shot down by an F-16. Uh, well, look at that, by an F-16. They br briefly corrosed air the airspace. I think they said it was somewhere around 20,000 feet. All objects at this time are considered unknown. You're shitting me. Today is what, Wednesday? And the last one shot down was Sunday, and they're still considered un oh man, what is going on here? They they done found something. Something's going on here. Either some new country got some secret weapon we ain't supposed to know about, or something else happened here. It doesn't take this long to identify anything. Um, and this one didn't go down in the water lake Huron. I think it went down right along the shore. Yeah, man, I don't know. Just just it gets stinkier by the day. And how much have you seen it in the media? I bet you, I bet you $15, if we went and got on all the media pages right now and started looking, there would be virtually nothing talking about it. Well, 
Oh, wait, now here's, here's Schumer says, oh, but the latest two objects shot down were definitely balloons. Hmm. He knows, but the president don't know. Yes. Well, Trudeau said, I mean, he says it was a spy orb from Russia or China. That's that's his words. Schumer can't find his ass with both hands. You can believe anything he says. Give me a break. And I don't know why China would let any balloon get at 40,000 feet. See, that's what makes me don't think it's them. Well, they know, but they know we're going to shoot that down immediately. When is it? Oh, I don't know what they were trying to get a better look at. There's nothing around those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, we got about 10 minutes left on this, but. Uh, well, yeah, we still have the F 16s. They're great little planes, man. They still whip most of the things on the planet. Not everything, but a lot of things. Uh, look at Trudeau. You got you got to love you some Trudeau. Uh huh. Well, I don't know. Somebody needs to fess up. Is all I can tell you. This is a picture of a of a balloon here. This looks like a spy balloon. It's got all kinds of satellites. I mean, all kind of. Uh, Solar panels on it and stuff like that. Yeah. It could be a weather balloon. I don't know why we weather ballooning over here. We'll weather balloon over the over country. Uh, let me see right quick. Where are we? Well, let me pick this up. Let's see. Present. Share screen. Okay. Pick that one. Share. Let's see. Can y'all see it? Let me clean this up some here. Okay, that that's one of them. Yeah, that package you see under, underneath, it's supposed to be the size of a bus. Yeah, that's how big that package is you see underneath it. But there are some uh, other videos out there that don't look like these. Oh, well, no, you've seen. So, okay, a couple of questions real quick. The first one, there, there's 100 videos of this thing flying around, okay? People all over got it. Now, people were told about these other ones flying around, but somehow or another, no one got a video of it. And remember, these were lower than the first one. I don't know. I'm just saying, it just sounds like some bullshit. Um, that just sounds like some bullshit. Because nobody, you can't get a straight answer from anybody. And here's a government saying we don't know, but Chuck Schumer knows. So Chuck Schumer knows more than Joe Biden does. That's just freaking scary. I'm sorry, guys. I'm flipping stuff looking while we're talking. It just sounds like bullshit to me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hold on later. Close out. Where'd it go? Okay. Oh, that's the that's the one we shot down. Like, ooh, that was so bad. Big, big F-22 shoots down balloon. I mean, just... I kind of feel embarrassed. 
gotta do. I mean, we we sent a big old jet up there, badass jet at that, billion dollar jet, no less, to shoot down a balloon. Uh, you know, I think even the pilot kind of feels, you know, like what the hell? <laughs> this is not even good target practice here. Let's see if we can get anything on this one. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we don't need all these commercials. I should send them a bill every time they put a commercial in here. And uh, charge them. Say, hey, this is a radio station. You can't just be playing commercials on our radio network. Let's see. Come on. Come on. We don't care about all this. We just want to see the video. Lake Heron. Lake Heron. We have to look and see what we got out here. There's anything that we're even interested in out there. So that's what they're saying this one was now, but but yet somehow they can't identify it. Well, this is the same picture of the first one. That's what that is. That's the same picture. <laughs> okay, they really think we're stupid. I'm just saying they really think we're stupid. Oh man. Sometimes I just I just have to wonder and say, what the hell? White House rules out aliens for objects shot down. Ooh, about damn time. Uh, no aliens allowed in our country. Illegal or space brothers. I don't make the rules. But anyway, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. Um, if I can find the other video, the other video sent to me, I will post it for y'all. It's uh, And then we're going to be talking a little bit about the Philadelphia experiment. Shh, don't tell anybody. I don't want. To, I don't want to wake up stuck in a in a, in a plane in a boat. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want to wake up stuck in a boat. You didn't see the movie, The Philadelphia Experiment. You know, when the movie came out, I remember uh, a friend of mine who was telling me about you know because we were both served in the Navy and and it's, this is actually talked about in the Navy prior to the movie. This was actually talked about in the Navy, and they talk about this ship that just disappeared. And then came back, but it didn't like just just disappear and come back. It was actually gone for some time, and then came back. It was gone long enough that they actually thought about putting these people uh, as missing. But anyway, that's a good place to take a note. We're going to get out of here right quick. We're going to get to listen to some uh, station music, I believe. I believe that's what it is. And I'll be back in four or five minutes, and we will continue. The, well, if, if you have, by the way, I mean we can always stop what we're talking about. But if you come across any of that video I'm talking about. Send it to me, and we'll play it live. And yeah, we have the ability to play anything live. So, yes, we do. I know. Don't you love that idea? I know. I know. Anyway, guys, we're going to take a break right quick. You're listening to UFO Paranormal Radio on the United Public Radio Network. I'm Joe Montalda, and I'll see you in about five. Dun, 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 dun.
listening to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. I had had enough. Well, you drove out there into the middle of nowhere and had some sort of loud verbal display challenging E.T. in general out oh, in the yeah, middle of nowhere? that's what I was doing. I actually... Uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really ticked off. When I was having this fit, I had I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. Montaldo, folks around called him Six Gun Joe. Worked with Icar, don't you know? Investigating UFOs. Out for a drive with a gal one night, they stopped to check out the reporting site. When an alien lit right there on the ground, commenced to throw in his weight around. Now, old Six Gun didn't take too kindly to that kind of thing. Especially without Vaseline or anything like that, you know. Seriously. Well, Six Gun looked that critter right in the eye and said, Any last wish before you die? Yo, reached for his gun, quick as a twitch, and said, Fill your claw, you son of a bitch. Now, a legend spread across the land about this pistol-waving man. But if you're from space or from Earth below, you don't give no lip to Six Gun Joe. UFO Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network.
Okay, that was weird. Didn't want to let me come back. Hmm. Talking about Philadelphia experience, like stay away, stay away, stay away, huh? I don't know. That's kind of weird if you ask me. There's been a lot of weirdness going on lately. Uh, Frankie Bay, yes, yes, yes. Welcome to see you on the show tonight. Chris, nice to see you on the show tonight. Yeah, I'm out of breath, man. <laughs> not for that reason, but still. Um, mm -mm, Not for that reason either. Y'all know. Y'all can come into that chat group on Yahoo and YouTube and all those wonderful places and hang out there. Oh, no. Shut up. I'm going to die. Well, no. I just want to lose 30, but I want to lose it by the end of April, so. Yeah, it's much one of those things. It's COVID. That's what it, no, that's what it really was because we weren't as busy as we normally are doing COVID. Well, when construction companies busy, I mean, we it's easy to stay. Keep whatever weight you want to keep because you stay, you're working all the time. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. We had an alien enter the room. Hold on. Come here, alien. Come here, alien. Come here. This little alien is it's a terror. So if, when you see it, don't scream. Okay. Come here, little alien. Come here. I don't know why the alien always wants to be in here with us. Come on. Come on. Well, I guess it doesn't tonight. It's very strange. Now we have an alien that lives with us. Yes, it's very scary. A lot of times when I have the alien on my lap, people don't see it. And when they just see it, it freaks them out. Yes, tonight we have a pink shirt on it so you can actually see it. But yes, I'm serious. Okay. Well, if you're new to the show, you've never seen the alien before. But if you're not new to the show, you've actually seen the alien. That's what happened to the last one right there. That's Bob the alien. Yes. Well, you know, I'm a Kunas, and us Kunas thinks everything tastes good, so you got to give it a try once. Hey, I didn't, you don't know what alien tastes like until you try alien out, is all I can tell you. I'm sure they say the same thing about those fat humans running around. Yes, I'm sure they are. No, but anyway, I know we, we're just screwing around, but. No, we've been talking about that, uh, adding a voice chat into this. StreamYard don't have one as far. We used to use Spreaker for that. and I mean, not Spreaker, um, Skype for that. And, uh, oh, Skype worked great, yeah. Well, okay, real quick. In the old days, when we first started radio, in order to be on the internet, you had to have a hybrid box, okay? And then you had to have it on your website, and that's it. So you had to get this hybrid box that plugged into your, so your broadcast signal and plugged into your internet on your computer and it brought it into a feed and then you could translate it out. And then you'd have on that, on that hybrid box, there would be three or four lines for making calls. You could add more, but yes. Yeah. You have to have somebody screen and call. See on Skype, you didn't have a screener. Oh no. Skype didn't have a screener. Skype had um, no screener. In the beginning, you could use a screen on Skype, and then I don't know what they did, and you couldn't do it anymore. Well, Skype really wasn't designed for radio. Skype was really designed for, um, well, basically just chatting, just like Pal Talk was. It was designed just for chat. This wasn't, yes, we're on Roku tonight. You can go see my lovely, beautiful face on Roku and say hi, Jay Hill. You can see the green eyes. My lovely green eyes. Yeah, there you are. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Oh, hold on. Yes, I most certainly do. Look. There it is. <laughs> I 
Um, no, really. Every now and then I do. There's a show just recently I had it down. I don't. It's rare that I wear it down, but you know, I do. But when you think about Philadelphia Experience, most people think about the movie. That that's what they think about. You know, they think about the movie, and, and the movie was interesting. There was and, and there was a lot of truth in the movie from the gentleman who originally had said what he had saw. Um, it was a USS Eldred, Christopher. That was the name of the ship. <laughs> it was retired. Suspiciously, I guess you could say for the time. Well, there wasn't just one witness. So, originally it kind of started out with one witness. And then it kind of grew. Whoops, sorry. Damn, what is with StreamYard today? I don't want to stay closed. It, uh, it originally started um, with this one gentleman talking about what he had saw that happened to the USS Eldridge. Now, this isn't something that we didn't, how can I say this? This isn't something that we didn't think was being done. Um, we had been looking for ways to stealth. We're still looking for ways to stealth things out. This was using energy instead of paints and stuff like that. So currently, when we make something stealth, we're not hiding it. We're, we're reflecting it. We're making it invisible from radar, but not from the naked eye. But the U.S. does have four or five of these devices that can make a soldier invisible in, 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 by retracting or refracting light. I should say not retracting, but refracting light. Yeah, so the, the gear is about 80 pounds. I'm sure they got it down next. Last time I checked, it was 80 pounds. That was about eight years ago, so I'm sure they got it lighter than now. Yeah, so it refracts everything around you. So if you're standing like just in some bushes, nobody's going to see you. They'll walk right into you if, you if you don't move or something. Oh yeah, it's it's. I've seen it a couple times. It's wicked technology. Well, they're supposed to be having these for the jets, and uh, now we're supposed to be having repulsor shields uh, that will be added to the Abram tanks and things like. Well, Abrams kind of has one already. Um, it has electric shield, like I guess you'd call it a force shield a force field that helps to repel rockets inbound. It also has exploding uh, bolts or exploding boxes on it. So they got these boxes on there. And when something hits it, it explodes outward and not inward. So it, it absorbs the shock of the implosion and pushes the shock away from the tank itself. So these are all things we've been looking to develop for a long time. Well, when it comes to the Philadelphia experience, it looks like, it looks like at least... We partially succeeded. The ship did go invisible. There was more than one witness that said the ship went invisible. And it was more than one witness that said there was problems with it when it came back, which we'll get into in a little while. But there was a lot of things said about this ship. I mean, a lot of things said about it. And um, could you imagine, you don't, you, can you imagine being a person? I mean, just an everyday person on a ship. Okay. Here you go. You're doing your job. You don't even know this is going to happen. All right. You have no idea that this is about to happen to you. Uh, you're just doing your everyday job, and all of a sudden, you know, what the hell is going on here? It's colors start going on. Things start moving. <laughs> you get sent whatever, wherever. There's a lot of argument about where the where it actually went. Some people don't think it went anywhere. Yeah, a lot of people don't think it went anywhere. They think it was just phased out of out of um, out of time and space, it was just it just never it stayed in that one spot, but it was phased out. I, we weren't there, so it's hard to say. 
No, who told you it was the USS Eldridge? <laughs> Just type it on the internet if you don't believe me. Uh, I've talked about the Philly experiment over the years. Um, well, it's, it's not that hard for me to remember uh, when it was, because you know, of the month it was in, which is October. No, it was, this was going on during the war. Okay, so a lot of people think this happened after the war. We were still at war. I think it was 43. You can look it up. It was like October 28th of 43, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's the actual date of when they said it happened. And the Elders were the destroyer, by the way. This wasn't just some little chink-ass boat. This was a full-blown destroyer that we that we somehow made disappear or moved out of time and space. That was the whole point to make you where you couldn't see it, so you couldn't shoot at it, and you you needed to be invisible. So, but you need to be able to shoot back. You know, we don't want it to be like the Klingons, where the only way they can shoot is if they come visible again. That's that's really doesn't help you that much. It helps you, but <laughs> once you're visible, your ass is had it. Well, this was this was this was supposed to be stuff. Uh, this was Tesla and Einstein kind of stuff, uh, kind of shoved together and mixed together. There's a lot of a lot of reports of what happened, but from pretty decent people in the Navy, they kind of said that's what it was. It, it, these, it was, it was, it was. Well, we were at war. I mean, you know, t um, Einstein was busy building the nuclear bomb, but he had written a lot of stuff about this and had a lot of you know stuff about this and. Tesla had talked to this a lot and making things disappear and come back and different types of fields and stuff like that. And actually, if the war would have went on longer, I think the U.S. would have developed shields because uh, that's where a couple of the scientists were trying to do. They were trying to develop some type of force shield. But once the war ended, there was no need for it anymore. Well, the world got relaxed. You know, the war ended, what, 44, 45 so it's 70, 76 years ago. And here we are again trying to start number three. And this one will probably kill more than each one's killed more. So what was it, 53 million killed in the last one? 53 million. So it'll probably be more like 2 billion this time around. I don't know. But things like the Eldridge could, could change that, especially. Well, I'll tell you this. A little quick story here. So Last year, or no, I'm sorry, Trump was still president. So uh, it was his, Trump was president his last year and president. He had ordered a destroyer to, to go into a Chinese battle group. So something, we had something going on here. And this isn't the first time this has happened. So something we had, this was a destroyer too, by the way, sailed into a Chinese battle group, sailed up alongside their new aircraft carrier, and then called the carrier. You know, use their call letters and say, hey, we're just passing through. Please don't blow us up. No one seen them. No one in the entire task group. And I forgot how many ships there were, 50 or 60 ships in a task group. No one seen them. Not even the submarine underneath seen them. They pulled right up inside the cat. Oh, man, it was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing when it got out. But was this just some miscommunication and the Chinese just thought that was one of their ships? I mean, our ships don't look that much like their ships. So is that what this was or it was – this thing actually had some type of shielding that no one saw it. Well, the Zimwalts, which were, were discontinuing, but the Zimwalts 
are pretty much invisible to anything. When they're out in the sea, it's even hard for planes to see them the way they're designed. I'm not exactly sure why we get rid of them. And they also have rail guns. I'm kind of like, wait a minute, they're invisible to targets and they got rail guns and we're decommissioning it. Well, we're not, we're keeping the three we have, but we're not building anymore. I think there was 25 scheduled to be built. They're badass. They're sneaky. They're quiet. They're fast. It takes half the crew to run one. A, a, a ship its size in the old Navy would have took almost three times the crew to run what this one does. I think it's a full-blown destroyer with, I think, a crew of 156. There would have been more like a 1,000 on the other ones. Look at the Nimitz. When I was on board the Nimitz, we had 5,800 people on board. Mm -hmm. Takes a lot of people to run a big ship. That's why when you sink one, it's a you-know-what. But anyway, <clears throat> so you go back to the Philadelphia experience. You know, I had heard different people in the in the military and, and different friends of ours and different people. Matter of fact, this even came up with a conversation. I was talking with, um, not Bud Zaldrin, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Um, he was the pilot on that mission. Oh, what the hell? Anyway, we were having, because these are heroes. I mean, we're having dinner at the Washington Press Club, and this actually came up, the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, it was a... The X-Conference, the 9th, 10th, I think it was a 2009 X-Conference. And, uh, and we were all having dinner. I was sitting in between the two of them, and we were talking about the Philadelphia experience. That, was it real or not? I was like, really? And uh, they both seemed to think it was. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, really? They, they both felt that we held, we, hold, we held technology back on the Apollo missions. Stuff that we had that we were didn't want to break out yet. Stuff that obviously we still haven't broke out yet. But what do we need them for? I mean, most of our planes are pretty stealthy these days. You can't really see our, our, our fighters. The F-35, you don't know what the hell it is until it's killing you. And it can kill anything before anything can kill it. So, I mean, you, we don't really need it like we used to. It's a different kind of game now. And then we've got all these drones and stuff flying around. And that's another thing while we're in the drone thing real quick. With all the drones, it makes it really hard. To, to, for ufologists, people chasing UFOs, because these days, drones can do anything. I watched uh, last New Year's, the drone displays with all the fireworks. They were fabulous, man. They can do things special. You have no idea what you're looking at. They definitely look like UFOs flying around, different types of ships and stuff. And then you can build them that look like that now and just control them. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it makes it definitely harder than it used to, especially with digital and stuff. It just, it's, it's way harder than it used to be. Um, what is his name? I just I just was thinking of his name a minute ago. Alan, what the hell was his name? Uh, he was the original witness. Um, what the hell? You know, Carl M. Allen. That's what it was. Thank you. Um, as soon as you put Carl, I put it in. I knew, I knew who it was. So this guy, who's the original one, he said he's he said he saw all of this happen. Um, well, it's got to be true. Wiki has it up. Who told me that? Yeah, Wiki has it. If it's on Wiki, it's true, people. Shh, don't tell everybody. Um, if it's on Wiki, it might not be true. But um, well, Wikipedia serves. It's got some. It serves for some good stuff. And then it's kind of. If you want to look up like Hollywood people or gaming or something like that, yeah, it's pretty good for that. But a lot of this stuff is not real accurate. You know, I'm thinking three days for Halloween they did this, huh? 
Why did well, uh, Yeah, man. I mean, come on. Don't be messing up a holiday. Well, no, Alan wasn't in the Navy, if I remember correctly. He was a, uh, 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 a merchant marine. I don't even think he was active in that. He was an ex-merchant marine, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, so the thing of it is, is this guy see, witnesses this. He's probably working on some dock out there doing something for, you know, because, you know, people don't realize it, but civilians work on all these docks, on all these Navy docks. They're working on all these docks. Yeah, you got civilians all over the place. So um, I'm not even sure why they decided to do it there. Yeah, I mean, it, it just didn't, some of the stuff about this didn't make sense. But I guess when you're at a war and you're trying to win the war, you're going to try whatever you can to win the war. What do you mean? We shouldn't have used nukes in Japan. That's not my call. Was not my call. Uh, I would I, I would rather us not use nukes on anybody. But if it's going to save millions of us versus millions of them, I'm not as skeptical about it. I think nukes should be banned. But they won't be. If nukes were banned, we'd be at conventional war already. China and Russia would be at war with us over Taiwan and other places. That's really what keeps the peace is knowing we got 5,500 nukes we can drop on your head. That we have 400 intercontinental ballistic missiles with 25 kiloton warheads on them. Yeah, yeah, plenty enough to destroy the whole world, not including everything else we got. And by the way, our subforce has more missiles than our ground-based source do. They're much more deadly and much more scary. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. You know, I didn't know. I didn't find out until a friend of mine wrote to me about um, water drive engines. I knew the Russians had built one screw drive, uh, very silent engine. You couldn't hear it anywhere. I didn't know the United States had several that we had built. Yeah, I'd found that uh, about two years ago. Since then, they've fessed up to two of them that I know of. Well, like I said, I got friends in the Navy. And I have a high security clearance, so they can't get in trouble if they tell me stuff. As long as it's not need to know. If it's just general classification, like class 5 or higher, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who knows as long as they have the clearance to know. Yeah, that's just how it works. Yes, that's just how it works. Okay, let's bring the killer in. She doesn't look like a demon when she's got her pink shirt on, that's for sure. What is that? Get him. Anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. No, it's, it's, so they powered this thing up with having no expect, I mean, they had an idea, but they didn't know what it was going to do. They did not know it was just going to disappear the whole ship, change it, the molecular structure of the ship. They had no idea that was going to go on. And the reason you know this is, um, even, even though this guy, Alan had originally reported this, he found that later on, I think it was within six months of the so-called event that the Eldred had to have all kind of deck plates replaced. Now it hadn't been in, it hadn't been in combat duty. So why did that happen? Why did it have to have all these deck plates replaced? You only ever see that as if there was an explosion of some kind, or if there was something else that had happened, you know, like, you know, something melted through a deck plate or something, but you don't see it. Otherwise there's no reason to check deck, change the deck plates is a pain in the ass. Uh, it's a big pain in the job. It's it's you know it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. So you don't go around changing those things unless you need to. And then there were talks about uh, some of the gun stuff had been redone and removed. 
one guy had posted a picture of one of the big cannon guns limped over. It had melted, kind of hanging over. It actually didn't melt because it it, it was it stayed its consistently round all the way over. Yeah, it bent like that. It, you know, when you bend the strike, it's a kink in it. It wasn't like that. It was just it, it, it bent in, in such a fashion that it kept the same roundness all the way around. I've seen lots of pictures of it, but are how many are real and how many are not? They're all black and white. And it's easier. It's harder to fake a black and white picture. Um, it really is. It takes a way good expert to, to fake black and white because there's a pixel, gray pixel scale, which you can go through and see if it's been altered. <laughs> so it's not like digital. Digital is easy to fake. Oh, yeah, digital is easy to fake. It's hard to, to, to figure out if digital has been fake. CGI is different, though. Because CGI, sometimes the movement isn't right, and that's what gives it away. Yeah, that's what, but in this case, none of this existed back then. There was no CGI or digital anything back in the day when this happened. Well, one of the things that hurt the guy, Alan, in this, you know, one of the guys who actually, the guy who made the report, one of the things that hurt him, is he liked to write UFO books. And you don't get taken as serious when you're writing UFO books. Yeah, and so furthermore, when I originally read this story, God, way back when most of y'all were still babies, um, it was written as a hoax. It was written as a story, as a hoax. <clears throat> it made a good, fun read, but it wasn't supposed to be real. And I didn't really think about it. You know, when I was stationed, um, where was I stationed? I was stationed in San Diego. And uh, while I was out there, I had met some people out there that had, you know, had <clears throat> just said it had been around. They were old, ancient old bastards, uh, all of them with hash marks up and down their arms. You've been in service like 30 years and stuff, 35 years. And uh, we were talking about it, and uh, it, it, it came up a couple of different times. And they were like, oh, no, it was real. There's no doubt it was real. I said, yo, you're just saying that to mess with us rookies coming in, you know, as newbies. And I didn't know. He said, no, it was definitely real. And uh, since then, you know, I've, I've been lucky. I got hold of a couple of photos here and there, and uh, all of them marked top secret. So and they had the appropriate stamps on it, which means they were actually government documents. But, but none of them allude to what happened. I mean, the photos themselves gives you an idea that something went on, something warped the overall framework of the ship. Uh, that's that because a couple of deck plates you've seen look like waves, like they had, had been waves. Well, I believe it's six-inch steel. I, I, don't, I don't know how you wave six-inch steel. I mean, unless you put it in a molten pot and pull it out and wave it, I don't know how else you're going to get that to happen. So there were a lot of these kind of these little pictures floating around, a lot of these little reports floating around. And every now and then, somebody from the Eldridge or somebody um, around that was around the – around the base that day would make a report actually it wasn't actually the eldridge come to think about it i don't remember anybody from the eldridge making a report. i just remember people on the base making reports no because who was it um, one of our directors one of our icard directors way back in uh when we first formed the organization i think it was in 99 or in 2000 uh they did a research if they could find out who was all on the ship in that particular time and what had happened to them. And according to the Navy, they had bad records. And they didn't know all the people who had been on board the ship and where they had gone. 
So that kind of ended right there. You can't you can't get a Navy to give you records. There's not much you can do about it. No, it, it was just creepy like that. It's it's one of those things that you know you know you had something, especially if you could find some of the people from the Eldridge, but you couldn't. Well, you can find so one of the things you learn when you do research, like I do. For other stuff, let me put this crazy one down. <clears throat> it's sometimes you don't always look for the individual. So, like when we were looking to see if Pine Gap had really closed or not, we didn't go looking for Pine Gap. We went looking for Pine Gaps. Oops, sorry about that. My camera got unplugged. What the hell? How did that happen? Okay. Okay, that was very weird. And I said the camera got unplugged. So, <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> One of the way you track stuff down like that is you go looking for manifest or logs or things like that. So like we were looking for Pine Gap. They said it ought to close in such and such time. So we started looking for warehouse manifest on the um, internet that had been going to Pine Gap. Come to find out, we busted them. Um, they had said they closed and we had found manifest for five years when they said they were closed. So and anyway, they finally got off of that lie. But So in this case, what you found was as requisitions for a lot of the medical stuff and supplies and staff and overtime and stuff for the people who were on the base in the hospital on that particular day. Hmm. So, <clears throat> believe it or not, the Navy does keep good records. Um, they have big, massive computers they used to use for it. Now they probably got little bitty ones, but still. Uh, they used to keep all these things. And most of the stuff you can find up to up until probably the early 30s after that i don't know what you're gonna find but i mean after that they had pretty good record so i mean they found a bunch of stuff uh that had been emergency requests for stuff for the hospital on that particular on the 28th and 29th i believe it was and a few other things so if this would have been like somewhere else you could have said okay maybe they had been attacked but this is a u.s base and there was nobody getting attacked here um no there was nobody getting attacked here so where, why do they need all of this stuff? Was this some kind of special thing going on or something else going on? Well, sometimes they do, uh, they do reenactments or battle, uh, battle assessments, or actually they, they like to do, uh, well, yeah, they'll set up scenarios, you know, so that what, how do you respond if this happens or that happens or what happens if a, a nuclear attack happens or, if a submarine comes in and blows up a bunch of shit or, or, you know, Pearl Harbor, something along those lines. Yeah, we were doing a lot of disasters prep after World War, after um, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, no, there, there's actually evidence. <clears throat> well, well, wait, let's rephrase that. So, Alan in his book has ledgers, or I should say notes, uh, handwritten by other people, or, or I can't remember if it was two other people, one other person that actually had witnessed this, has, has, has witnessed this, witnessed this. Damn, I can't speak tonight. Had witnessed this. Damn, I still keep saying it. Anyway, he had witnesses to what happened that went on that day. And, I hear different witnesses from different parts of the Navy base over the last 40 or 50 years. You get reports that come in. This guy said this, or this lady said this. I know there's two nurses 
on file that said they had never seen injuries like this before. Some of the descriptions of injuries were didn't sound like from an they just didn't sound right. Uh, pieces of the metal impacted, not impacted, but through the individual stuff like that. Uh, they talked about stuff like that and then uh, in pretty good detail. So that stuff's still around. You can still find that kind of stuff. Um, if you can get the Navy to send it to you, you can still get your hands on it. Well, what do you mean? Why'd they quit? I don't actually know if they did quit. So if you've ever heard of SR, not the SR-71, the uh, T-3s, the T-3Bs, if you've ever heard of them, if you've ever heard of those of the Aurora, well, these are planes that go really, really fast that need something called inertial dampeners or a type of shielding that deflects the force of what's going on. So a TR-3B, if you were to punch it, you would find yourself, it'd be like one of those old cartoons where you've seen the person come out the side and the shape of the person, that's what would happen to your ass. Uh, because it, going from zero to Mach 12 or Mach 15 is just, you're just going to get smushed. So even with seats and chairs, you're still going to need something to repel that force, either outside or inside. You're either going to need inertial dampeners, which balance out the inside of the ship and keep you from feeling the force or some type of shielding outside that neg negates the force. So we know the TR3Bs do exist and we know they've been clocked at excess speeds at from Pensacola Air Station at over Mach 12.5. So moving that fast. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Now, knowing that, you can move that fast as long as you're not punching it. So like the space shuttle, when it used to come in, it came in around Mach 26, Mach, anywhere from Mach 26 to Mach 32. That was the speed of, of what, what it was after reentry. But that was a gradual speed. It wasn't like, you know, you just jumped on it. and It wasn't like a rock falling. You got up to it, got up, got up, and then you gradually got up to that speed. And then you gradually slow down from that speed. But the TR-3Bs, they're known to zip, which means they just go, they're stopped and then they go. Aurora's the same thing. They can be sitting there and just punch it and they're gone. They're out of radar. Yeah, they're at, like the one in Stevensville. It was outside of radar in less than two seconds. So when, it, when they said this thing lit up its engines and hauled ass, it literally was gone. But it wasn't like they say with a UFO, like a door opening and closing. They said it just streaked away in the night. Well, what made me call about the whole thing was is when they described the engines, uh, eight rows and eight rows. So the Aurora has upper and lower engine, eight, it's 16 engines is what it is, or 16 burns is what it is. And uh, when they're in red mode, they're in cruise mode, what they call it. When they go into white mode, uh, they use the Ranscoop engines to superheat and go in, and they can go excess speeds of Mach 25 inside the atmosphere. They can even breach the atmosphere and come back in. They can breach it at that speed, hold that speed, and then re-enter somewhere, which means they can be over Moscow in a matter of minutes. They wouldn't even have a chance to get anything out. Yeah, yeah, these are badass planes, and we do know they exist. How many of them? There's probably one. There's probably one of each of these birds. I well, maybe two or three of them. But these are all things that we built. It's, so it's like the Eldridge. Somewhere, the generators on this Eldridge are sitting somewhere, and like, you know, when you see Indiana Jones with the big warehouse with shit in it, that's probably there. Uh, because the people who originally designed it are all dead, no one really understands it today. And solid-state technology versus um, old tube wire and stuff like that is much different. See, I was raised on both. So when I when I was a kid, the first stereo I ever got was a reel-to-reel. -reel. It had an amp on it. It was all tube and knob. 
Yeah, well, no, I'm not that old, dumbass. Thank you very much. But still, I had it was the first thing I've got my hands on. It was an old um, Akaya reel to reel thing. It was just massively loud. It was like 500 watts. Uh, it was all tube, and nothing ever went wrong. If anything ever went wrong, it was just a tube that went out. You just replace it. Solid state's an entirely different thing. Solid state's is microchips and boards and chips and resistors and capacitors and things like that. Uh, and that is what a microboard is. And uh, well, I worked on lots of them in the Navy, man. Jesus. Um, no, 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 no. Ashley Carroll, real quick. So, in the Navy, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't take a board out and put a new, a new thing. We replaced the whole board. Well, yes. And then you would think we would just take the old board and repair it. No, no, no. Once a board had a problem, we never used it again. They may have gave them, did something with them. Re, I don't know what they did with them, but probably melted them somewhere. I'll, well, it made my job easier. You know, sawing capacitors and resistors and all, that's a pain in the ass. Pulling a board and sticking a new one in and clipping it on, is, that's child's play. Anybody can do that. No, you don't have to have a degree to do that. I mean, I did, but you didn't have to have one to do that. But getting back to the Eldred, so this was a, this was a destroyer. Uh, you know, I could look it up. I don't. I honestly don't know. I, I I think I used to know when the Eldred was decommissioned, but I really don't anymore. Let's see if we can find it real quick. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't remember. Uh, one of those things when I see it, it'll pop into my head. Let's see. Uh, wait a minute. So they took, I didn't even know this until just now. So they took one of their state-of-the-art destroyers and used this. So the Eldridge was launched in July of 1943. The event happened in October of 1943. Yeah, I know, huh? That's, what is that, three months? It's a beast of a ship when you look at it. It was beastified, man. I mean, for the day it was. Today it gets its ass sunk and be too slow uh, and too easy to shoot down. Um, when the hell? Ah, so... This ship, at nine years old, we sent it to Greece. Was transferred under the Mutual Defense Assistance Program to Greece uh, for complete history of U.S. Eldridge. What the hell? They didn't even want you to be able to get around this ship. <laughs> they sent it to another country instead of destroying Sorry, guys. I just set the alarm off. Um, I never realized that. I thought it was, you know, either went to somebody's uh, city and became a monument like a lot of them do down here or it was melted down for to reuse the steel. Well, that's what's happening to the Nimitz, I believe. I believe it's on its way to the chopping block. And a lot of stuff. I think that's what happened to the Enterprise, too. Well, the old fleet is being replaced by the new fleet. That's how it works. I didn't know that. So it was three months. This ship was brand new when this happened. And then when it was only nine years old, they transferred it. Because we don't usually give new ships. Like, and that's a new ship, by the way, nine years old. Uh, we don't usually give new ships away. We wait till they're like 20 years old and give them to somebody. Well, a Navy ship can be around for a long time. I mean, a lot of the ships built um, 
in the World War One era were used as targets for the nuclear bombs. But a lot of the World War II ships, a lot of them are still around. You can enter down here. Uh, any most of the harbors will have one. Of the like the USS Alabama, USS Louisiana. They they keep them ships as namesakes, I guess. Oh, they keep them battle ready, by the way. Yeah, they can go into battle at any day. They're all kept battle ready. <clears throat> I doubt they have any arms on them or anything, but they are. Mm -hmm. Ah, just one of them things. It's like having an auxiliary fleet around. We don't do it with the carriers, though, for some reason. There might be one or two of them hanging around somewhere. Well, it's like in the desert. We have several um, big fields of airplanes. That we could just go put back together and take off in again. Yeah. Well, they break them down. Well, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they leave them in hold for a while and then sometimes they break them down. I was just surprised to see the Eldritch being transferred to Greece. That just suggests even more things went on because they didn't want us to know about them. So, but getting back to... Um, so, the list of things I've heard that I've heard from decent uh, witnesses... Um, one was that there was the ship phased, and when it ship phased, everything phased. So if you were standing in the wrong location, you may have slipped through the deck. Some, some they said slipped through the deck three or four decks <clears throat> deep. You know, in the movie, you could see there was people stuck in the deck. You know, there was witnesses that said that was also that happened. There were a couple of Navy people that had came out later on and said that uh, they had either heard or seen these particular individuals and what had happened to them. Um, the Navy actually came out with a thing that said that some, uh, there was a fire on board the ship and it superheated the deck plates and these people were melted into the deck plates. I had never heard about a fire in Eldred, so I was kind of weary and they usually report that kind of stuff. So, and you don't want to be in a fire in any ship, little ship, big ship. It don't matter, man. Fires are dangerous on ships. You got all the fuel storage and stuff, weapons all over the place. They're just just dangerous. And out of control of fire can sink a ship. Well, there was this, I can't think of his name. Gentleman, I can't think of his name. I, I met him at a conference. Um, he had worked for the government for uh, 25, 30 years. He was in uh, black, <clears throat> not black, so much black ops, but he was in... Um, black programs for like different companies like Boeing and stuff like that. And he had said he had heard a lot about it, that, that all the people he talked to said it was legit. That's what had gone down. Um, but there was so much loss of life and the ship was so badly warped uh, in the very beginning uh, that they didn't want to try it again. And a lot of people said that the elders, the elders was the Eldridge too, that there was, they took another one of the destroyers that looked just like it and renamed it the Eldridge. Yeah, because the other one was so warped that they, all they could do with it was tow it out. And, and you know, it's funny. Um, there was a report of a ship at, um, oh, where was it? Bikini Isle that was in the, the battle group that they were getting ready to nuke that was all twisted and warped. And one of the commanders that asked, had it already been in a nuclear war? And the thing, they said, no, it had just been towed in for Norfolk. And nobody knew what it was. There's supposed to be a picture of it somewhere in one of those explosive pictures uh, that show you the um, all the ships being blown up. Yeah, Navy blew up a lot of nukes over ships. They wanted to see what was going to happen. A lot of ships 
didn't sink. They became like bubbles. Yeah, they melted in, everything sealed, and they just became bubbles floating around out there, which would have trapped everybody in and super cooked them. Yeah, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it would have been like opening an oven when you went in there. There's lots of pictures you can see, man. They were badass. And those are not the kind of nukes we have today. Well, we have some pretty bad bombs now. Well, getting back to it, so you had these ori- the original people who made the reports. And then it, it bounces around about who was the original witness. Yeah. Well, no. Did I say that? Oh, I apologize. Alan, Alan wasn't actual. Alan was the one who wrote about it. He wasn't the actual witness. For some reason, it gets whacked in my head. I think his name was Jeremy or Jimmy or something like that, who supposedly was the one that sent him all the information and was the original witness. And uh, and then there was a couple other ones that came up out of that. Uh, oh, I can't think of their damn names, man. I think one of them was named was Jessen, Jessel. I can't read exactly, but uh, there was a few of them that had came out and said this had happened. They were supposedly observers of the mission that actually watched it and witnesses and then witnessed what be, how it started and how it finished. They weren't on board the ship. They were on the dock. Uh, yeah, they were on the dock when it happened. And then I got mixed information of where it was parked. Originally, I heard it was parked in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. And then a couple of people said it was parked further north at another base. Well, the whole damn East Coast is a Navy base. <laughs> like the Gulf Coast is a Navy base. Um, Navy got a lot of ships. We got to keep moving. Actually, Kimberly, I was stationed in Norfolk for a while. Mm-hmm. On a refit. Well, I was on a Nimitz. And Nimitz is Westpac. But I was sent out for a refit because I, I really... I, I was... <laughs> Just I had really advanced electronic skills. And there's not that many of us in the Navy that had them skills. Not back then anyway. And uh so I was sit I was sent out for a refit. That's been about a year out there. Well, maybe not quite a year, about about ten months. And I can't tell you what I was doing, but uh, believe it or not, it's still classified today. Yeah, no, and that's some shit. Some of the classifications that we worked on has forty, fifty years on it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what, if Russians know what we're working on or not. I got sanctioned one time for talking about EMP shielding. Uh-huh. They didn't want me talking about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So the original report, the very first report I heard said it was Norfolk. And then the next thing I heard said it was at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. That was the next thing I heard. And then when you go back and read the story, it says it was at the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania shipyard. But there is, there is a, um, I forgot, a, a D5, whatever they call it, form that says the elders were parked in uh, Norfolk in October. Well, they're not that far apart. It might take a day or two to steam there from one port to the other. I mean, we are talking about Virginia and Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania. I don't know, but I mean, that, that's all. 
Well, Philadelphia, I don't, I don't even know if it's used or anything today, but I know like in the 50s, it was used as a naval reserve base. Um, it's where they kept a reserve fleet at. Yeah, well, we keep fleets around the country in case we, you know, we take heavy casualties or something, or we just need overwhelming numbers on something. That's why it's so hard for new countries to catch up. What's well, like China and it's two aircraft carriers. One is a Russian piece of crap that would get sank the first time it went out. The other one I hate to say is a Chinese piece of crap that would get sunk the first time it went out. It's not that Chinese can't build good ships. They just, you can't build good aircraft carriers. I mean, look, they got hypersonic missiles and stuff. Well, I tell you something, Dean. I mean, both China and Russia had hypersonic missiles and the U.S. didn't. Why is that? Because we didn't feel like we needed them. The U.S. is getting a wake-up call right now. Unfortunately, it's getting a wake-up call under a crappy president. It, uh, the other president had already said all this stuff was going to happen. We need to start working towards it. This president's in a, in a fog somewhere. Well, no, it has nothing to do if they're Republicans or Democrats. He's just he's just in a fog. Trump was a crazy bastard, and this guy's in a fog. Let me rephrase this. You would still not be hearing anything from North Korea right now if Trump was president, and Russia would not have pulled this if Trump was president. Nope. Because he already knows Trump would have got involved. Yeah. We'd immediately, under Trump, we'd immediately send troops and, and, and stuff over there. We say, no, they're fixing to be a, a NATO ally. Nope, sorry, you can't go blowing them up. We'll, you know, go do something else. Go pick on some other country somewhere else. Uh, Putin was scared of Trump. So was Xi Jinping and so was Kim Jong-un. Because he was he was insane. Did you re Look, here, this is a perfect example of how crazy Trump was. He's having dinner with Xi Jinping. By the way, I kind of... You know, I got I like Xi Jinping for some stuff. So unfortunately, he's got some thing issues with other things in his country. But um, anyway, he's having dinner with Xi Jinping at the same time. We just unloaded ninety one cruise missiles in Syria while he was having dinner with him. The submarine popped up, unloaded everything on the thing, went back under and disappeared. Xi Jinping had no idea this even went on until after dinner. And then two days later, three days later, just to prove a point, Trump had three nuclear submarines, ballistic missile submarines, pop up in three different locations around China to prove a point that you don't know where our subs are and we can kill you anytime we want to. And he didn't know. And it's the fourth time a president has done this to China to prove a point. You don't, you don't, you're just never going to know where all of our submarines are and you're never going to be able to kill them all. And eventually one of them's going to pop up and kill your ass. And those subs have multiple warheads per missile. They're not like the continental ballistic missiles. These things are designed to wipe out big areas of countries. Yeah, one one submarine, one real good submarine, if it's the right one, especially if it's one of the newer ones, it's going to do a horrific amount of damage. Oh, yeah, man. 10, 12, 14 warheads and missile just poof, it's going to rain nukes on your head. The big one pops up over Moscow and then, you know, in about a 60-mile area, the other ones come raining down. It's just one big burn disaster area. Nobody's surviving that. No, I'm not proud of it. I'm just glad it's there. Again, I don't think we should have to have nukes. But if everybody else has got them, I want them too. Now, there should be a way. Look, America and the rest of the world, for the most part, is getting along. You know, the Americas itself with the exception of Venezuela and Cuba, are pretty well planned together. Um, 
Africa is coming along and getting involved, except for some of the ones that are dealing with China. Europe is Europe. So really, the big problem is Russia and China. And Russia and China is our fault. We gave them the ability to be what they are today. You know, Russia should have been, we should have let Germany or what's his name go ahead and take down Russia altogether. And they wouldn't even be a problem today back in World War II. And China, one, we should have never given back Hong Kong. We should have said, no, 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 sorry, dude. Too much technology in Hong Kong to give back to you at this point. You have to wait till you catch up some more to get it back. <clears throat> and three, why would you let China make anything? Did you, you do realize when that first balloon, half the parts they found were U.S. made with U.S. writing on them? Yes. Stuff we're selling to China. <laughs> to spy on us. I mean, we're ignorant. We should treat China as an enemy, not as a friend. Until China proves they're an ally or a friend, we should treat them such a way. Uh, really, truly, if China didn't have its atrocious so, uh, uh, rights issues, America and China would be friends. We'd be the two biggest trading partners on the planet. Both of us would be rich beyond belief. We had militaries beyond belief. Um, but China just won't straight, China won't get out of communism. And as long as they're communists, the world's not going to trust them. And even if they start a war, the world's still not going to trust them. They're communists. Communism never good did good for anybody. Mm -hmm. Well, China's different than America. There's a lot of free people in China. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in China just like it does in the U.S. But it's an illusion of freedom. When push comes to shove, there's nothing. If, if the government wants this, that, or another thing, uh, or if they want to go kill a bunch of people, there's nothing you can do about it. Like when they closed down and locked everybody in their house uh, for a year over COVID and found that it didn't work any better than anything else did. There's still COVID all over the place. They learned the lesson from Trump in America. You should have just fought it head on and, you know, done it the way they should have done. Well, hiding yourself in the house and kids was just stupid. It just was. Um, but that didn't have anything to do with the Philadelphia experiment. Why I don't I don't know why it was parked in Philly to start off with. I guess it's far enough away from prying eyes. The inner bases are easier to keep hidden. They're also easier to lock somebody in by just blowing up the mouth of the river or the bay or whatever the channel. But uh, I guess it, it kept it away from more prying eyes. And uh, Oh, I forgot about that. So it was in 1968 or 1969. One of the aircraft carriers, they said, tried to disappear itself. Um Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It was even low. Was it? No, it was even low. And that was 89. I apologize. Damn, my, my memory's gone. It was 1989. I remember this story. It was uh, the USS Enterprise, and they were trying to make it go uh, disappear. It tripped its reactor and almost blew up. They said uh, they said the reactor went critical. It was That's what they were trying to do. They figured that the Eldridge didn't have enough power. So using a ship with a nuclear reactor in it would be the way to go. But I guess whatever it was, whenever they're crossing over whatever barrier, uh, scrammed the reactor, tripped it, and almost took it out. If they, they they said, and I you know I know a lot of people who were Enterprise. They said it almost took it out. And I do remember people talking about weird, sparkly, bluish, greenish lights surrounding the ship and giving them the tingly feeling like sparks or something like that. Because they never tell the crew when they do these things. No, they don't. They don't care. Crew is cannon fodder, buddy. But that's the last time I've heard anything other than a different type of uh, stealth being used.
I forgot all about that until we started talking about this just now. There was an 89. There was a USS Enterprise, and they tried to just... And from what I understand, it actually did disappear for a little while, but then it's... I guess they should have shut the reactor off when it's... I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, there's no telling what's causing that. Or maybe they figured it out. Maybe we do have ships that can disappear now. They're not going to tell us. I mean, just, just to put this in perspective... I knew about the X-117 in 76 or 77. The U.S. Didn't, the U.S. population didn't find out about the X-117 until Desert Storm. We debuted it in Desert Storm. So you do the math. That was in the 90s. That plane had been around almost 20 years before we even put it out. What else we got? Flo- oh, sorry, guys. What else we got floating around out there that we don't know about? The X-117 Stealth is a very advanced aircraft. It's the first plane we ever built that had to have assistant flight. Assistant flight means you you can't fly it alone. It has to help you. Uh, you can fly it, but it still has to do certain things for you. The computer has to do it. That's how fast it moves. It was it was. Well, you mean speed was not went all that fast? If I remember, I don't, I don't know if barely broke Mach one. Um, it might have done Mach two, but. The, the X-117 wasn't designed to be super fast. It was just designed to be there and kill you before you knew it was there so it could kill you. I know um, when I was stationed, at, I went to go see a friend of mine in San Antonio. It's a B-52 base. <laughs> he was, they were talking about him. They didn't know they were there until they were there. They would come in and uh, land, and then they were there. The, pilot, the tower never knew they were coming. It was just there. Well, I remember, um, too, I was stationed at Alvin Calendar in New Orleans, and a flight of Harriers came in, the seven of them, and the base went on alert. They thought it was a triangular UFO coming to get them. Oh, yeah, the whole brace scram. I still remember As I woke up, I'm like, what the hell is all this noise going on? What's going on? I looked out the window. I knew what it was as soon as I looked out the window. I was like, what the hell are they doing? And you're hearing this, uh, a triangle UFO approaching the base. and Because uh, the Harriers, you know, they didn't touch down. They just came in and hovered at the end of the runway with their lights all flashing and they just hovered down the runway until they were getting to where they were going to set down at. And I guess the tower guy had never seen him do it before. And a bunch of, we got outside. I'm like, man, those are Harry's. What are you doing? I went back to bed. <laughs> my commander said, wait a second, I'm going back to bed. He's like, I said, that's, that's a, that's you. That's Harry's man. And, and no less. It's Marine Harry's at that. I said, I'm out of here. What do you No, They don't count, count those as, uh, Aircraft carriers. Harrier carriers are counted by the Marines or theirs. I don't know. I'd have to look and see. I haven't seen anything on it recently on what the duty tour of the Eldridge was, when it was put back into active duty. Did it go back before the end of World War II, which was in 44? Or um, was it like immediately put back in, in into uh, battle? Was it immediately you put out? Because it's a brand new ship. So I'm surprised it was even in Philadelphia. Why it wasn't out on duty. If it had already been put into the Navy, you know, that means it had already been tested and all. Why wasn't it at action? And I, I mean, we had just lost uh, part of the Atlantic, I mean, part of the Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor. I mean, we needed ships. So why was it sitting in Philadelphia? Yeah, see, that, that makes you ask questions itself right there. Well, people don't think that, but, but I know I got to go because y'all, I'm out of here. I didn't realize it's already 8.03 coming up next or coming up right now 
is Michelle DeRocher and the wonderful Emilia Pisano on the Outer Realm. They are live right now. Be sure to go check them out. I'm out of here. I was just chit-chatting tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed the chit-chat. Uh, Deneen and Denise, all y'all had a good time. I'm glad to see y'all. It's, uh, well, one more thing before we get out of here. One, one more little thing before we get out of here. Um, I do know this. Supposedly, the day this all happened, um, Norfolk, uh, not Norfolk, um, NORAD reported a UFO being seen near this area, an unidentified flying object being seen this area. During, during the time this was supposedly going on, there was a UFO that was sighted, and it was not just sighted uh, by NORAD. It was sighted by a lot of people on the ground, and it was near the Philadelphia base. Now, what it was there for, I don't know. Did it have anything to do with the Philadelphia experience? If it was that close to it when it was going on, you can bet your ass it was at least there to watch. Let's <laughs> watch these stupid humans. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I shouldn't have said it like that. But right, we got to go. I got to go catch up with the girls next door. Tamara, no, you didn't get them because did you leave already? Where yet? Are you still in here, Tamara? I'll catch you on the other show. But um, anyway, I got to get out of here. Everybody, y'all have a nice evening, a nice afternoon, wherever y'all happen to be on our beautiful blue planet. Go out and enjoy your life. Have some fun. Hug your cat, kiss your dog, eat something good, mm, something really good. We're not going to talk about that. We'll save that for another show. Good night, and I'll see y'all Friday.